they have and spreading it out, the kingdom, in an amazing way. We went to a, a place called Paso Blanco, and um, that place is, if you could find the picture of the white building. No, not that one. That's the rehab center right there. Keep going through. There it is. So Paso Blanco, this, this church, they have tried to put four pastors in there, and there's just some spirit of witchcraft in that place. It's just a strong principality. Um, and recently, they, they built this church, but recently the whole roof came in. So the beam broke, and the roof just, just caved in. So there's no roof on this place. And, and a roof like that, I mean, 500 bucks, you can literally get the roof back on. But they haven't had any pastor there for the past year and a half, almost two years going on without a pastor there. There's a family that lives next door. There's a piece of property there. So pastor and I went in there, and we just uprooted everything in the spirit. And we just told them that they need to continue in intercessory prayer to tear down all of those uh, strongholds that the enemy had put in that area. So we're believing God that within this year, they will have a pastor there and the roof will be up and everything will be running the way it should run. But this is one of their churches. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the next picture here. just want to show you some things. Uh, keep going. Yeah, th this is the men's rehabilitation home. This is what they have right now. They have cots that they put on the floor, different areas. So um, I'm actually uh, doing another trip out there this year, but this I'm going to take a group of people, different people I'm, 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 I'm coming along with, uh, uh, United in Christ Ministries and, and Dusty Webb's church out, uh, out in Amelia, a group of them and some contractors, people who know how to do carpentry to build them some bug beds and just go out there and buy the wood, get everything done. You know, I think about seven days we can build these guys bunk beds. Amen. So I want you to keep that in prayer. Just give God a strong hand clap. Amen. That's good. So uh, one of the main things that, that you know, if you go on our uh, giving page, you're going to be able to see different places you can give into. One of the, the, the place to give into uh, if you want to support Panama and all of that is Harvest Renewal Global Network. So HGN, if you see Harvest Renewal Global Network, you can support that and that that monies will be coming into wherever we're going. We have prospects opening up. Um, I'll be leaving for Guatemala this month coming up. So be in prayer about that. We might have another uh, brothers and sisters in Christ coming uh, and joining us again. Amen. I told Pastor it is his job to get all the English speakers. <laughs> it's his job. My job, I get all the, the, the bilinguals and Spanish speakers. He can get all the English speakers. Amen. <laughs> and the Russians. Maybe Artem can help him with that. Go as his translator. Um, anyway, without further ado, let's just, I got a couple of minutes here, and I want to uh, talk about some things. And it's called Be Enlarged for More. Amen. Amen. And I'm um, not talking physically because I know Pastor Rifle will probably leave in the middle of this message. <laughs> um, one of the main things I believe that um, God is uh, leading us 
speak to is what, what I call the enlargement of promotion, but also bringing us to different phases of things. If you, if you read Ephesians 4, 11 and read it well, you see that the fivefold ministry is there to, uh, to capacitate us, to give us equipment, and also that we may be increased, okay, and come to the full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the scripture says. If you read it in the Greek, it says so that we, we may grow into, into uh, Christ. So all of that is about being increased, amen. And I also take the example of David. David was a, uh, a young shepherd boy uh, working in a secular job for his dad. And then the Lord pulled him into the kingdom. And the first thing that happens is the anointing happens. Then he's increased. And in the kingdom, he gets different positions. Amen. Um, all of them could have been, could, somebody could have said, man, you're a great commander. Or you're a great general. Or you're a great uh, giant slayer. Or you're a great minister of music. Or you're a great this. But that didn't necessarily, uh, that did not necessarily become his office. He already knew he was king and he was growing into it. And amen. And I just believe that uh, our pastor is, is, is growing out of local pastor into a pastor's pastor. Amen. amen. Y'all, some of you are like, no, we want to bother him. No, this is this is the time that we all increase in our minds and our set and everything. And, it, you know, also, I've walked in a lot of the different things as a prophet, as as an evangelist. But I don't believe that my office is evangelist. I believe that God is increasing us more into the apostolic. And as we walk this out, we're going to continue walking into and we don't need to rush God. Everything has a process. But as we walk this out, we're going to continue seeing God increase. And so as 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 we increase more things increase. Things begin to happen. Amen? Your faith increases. Your, your, your tent increases. Amen? Let's go to Isaiah 54, verse 1. And I want to break this down a little bit today. And we don't want to go over the time. If we do, all the ushers here already know. If we get a little five minutes over, please let the downstairs ministry know. And we will go a little bit over. Otherwise than that, it says, single barren, thou that didst not bear or did not have children, break forth into singing and cry aloud that thou did not travail with child or did not have the birthing. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. I, I want to get that. Spare not. I want to break that down for you. It means do not limit yourself or God. Amen. Spare not. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall break forth on the right hand and on the left. And your seed shall inherit the nations. And make desolate the cities to be inhabited. Powerful declaration. I mean, really powerful. Everyone likes the end of this chapter. You know? There's a no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me. You know, we, we, we claim that. But let's read the beginning of this and see something. 
I won't even take you further. Isaiah is giving a prophecy right after he gives the Isaiah 53 prophecy, which is the coming Messiah and his death, burial, and resurrection. So guess what he's talking about here? Isaiah 54 is not Israel. It's the church. Because he just, he just showed you the Messiah suffering and, and giving his life and, and, and the healing, you know, by his stripes we are made whole. And it, it's a whole picture of Jesus dying on the cross. The next chapter comes in, and he's saying single barren one. He's talking about the church. Because, you see, understand this. For a long time, Israel was, was God's wife. And for a long time, that was the way it was. But God's son came to earth. And now he's birthing a brand new thing, and his wife is the, is the Gentiles and the whole nation. All the nations, not only Israel. So he not only spreads forth, so he's like, he's like, look, listen, look, listen. Now I want you to sing out loud, because you couldn't birth before, but right now things are about to get a whole lot bigger. Before, ah, hallelujah, you ought to give God thanks for that, because before it was just Israel. Now things get a whole lot bigger. So I want you to sing, I want you to rejoice, because you were once not able to give birth, but now you're able to give birth. Sarah is a picture of the church. Because for a long time, she's not able to give birth, but when she does give birth, it's so significant that God calls it his seed. <laughs> that will turn into nations, and it will fill up nations. So, so as you see, so Sarah is a picture of the church because the church now is, is going through a time of travailing and is saying, okay, how much more can we do? We got mega churches, we got small churches, we got big churches, we got churches on every corner, we got this church, we got denomination over here, denomination over there. But then God is actually saying, hey, look, listen, you are, are great in everything, but now it's time to expand your tents. And I'm going to tell you why they used to expand their tents. As I was reading up on the nomadic people, looking at Abraham's life, looking at all these people who used to go from one place to another, just carrying their tent. Every time they were about to have a child, they will expand their tent. They'll add on to their tent. So as their family grew, the tent grew. But you know what? They didn't do it. They didn't do it after they had the child. They did it before they had the child. They got prepared for the child. So like that, when the child came in, it came into its own space. That ought to preach by itself. I could close the Bible. We can go home. We have to stop being a reactive people where we're just waiting for something to happen. And then, then we expand. No, no, no. We ought to expand and then say, let it happen now because we made room for it. Amen? <laughs> you know, before you go buy new clothes, take out your old clothes and make room for the new clothes. Make room. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, make room. If it's in my wife's terminology, she said, just uh, buy a new house and get a bigger closet. You make a room. You have to expand your mind before you see God 
bring fullness. Ex expand the way you think. Expand your perspective. Expand the way you, 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 you see things. Expand that. And then God will show you the rest. Uh, oh, this is not biblical. Well, what did he do with Abraham? He pulled him out of the tent. And he said, hey, look, listen, come out of your tent real quick. I want to have a talk with you. Why? Because in your tent, you were only seeing the four walls of your existence. But the minute that you come out of your tent, I want you to look at the stars. You see all those stars? I created them. That's how great your nation will be. That's how great your seed will be. That's how great you will be. That's the greatness in you. So I need to expand your perspective in order for you to see more, in order for you to see more. And once he saw that, he told Sarah, he said, Sarah, get out the tent making material. We need to go bigger on this thing. Why? Because God just promised me that that's how big my seed will be. That's how big it's going to be. And so the minute you can get a big perspective of who God is and what God wants to do, then you can enlarge your place of your tent and then you can stretch forth your curtains of your habitation. This is about stretching and enlarging. You know the word enlarge in the Hebrew? And uh, for rifle's sake, I'll give you the Hebrew uh, text. It's, it's H7337. <laughs> it's from the word rakab, which means to grow wide or to grow large, to be widened, to make a broad and roomy place. To make large and to enlarge. Now, the whole thing about this word is that it means that you grow. You enlarge. It doesn't give God the opportunity to enlarge. Because God is large as it is. He's too big for us. So big that when he walked over Moses, he had to walk on his own pathway. And he told Moses, meet me up here because I can't come down there. I'm way too big for this place. Are you getting this? God is way too expand. He's he's too expanded in his own mindset and everything. See, he's just waiting for us to catch up. See, this is why Holy Spirit is in us, because Holy Spirit is like, come on, man, you can do it. I know you can. If you could just submit your soul, your mind, will and emotions to understand how big God is, then you can walk into bigness, into greatness. Awesome, awesome stuff. So this is all about God taking us into that place. So you have to grow. You have to get into that rakab moment. Okay? Now, the other, the other word I see here is stretch out or stretch forth. And this is what it means. In the Hebrew, it's natal, which means to extend and to spread out. Okay? It also means to bow. All right? But stretch out. Somebody say stretch. You know, a bow, when you shoot a bow, you stretch that thing. It has to have it. It's, uh, it's, got, it's elastic, I guess, or elasticity has to be strong enough for it to pull back and then release, right? Well, th this is something that God wants us to get, that he wants us to be not like rubber bands, but to be like elastic. Where we're just like, yeah, keep filling it up, keep filling it up. It's not going to pop. It's not going to overflow. It's like if it does overflow, it's to bless other people. But I want to keep getting filled up because I want it to spread out. So God is saying spread it out. Spread out. You know, spread it out. So most of this is, is about us getting more and more involved in what God wants to do and less and less involved in what we want to do. Hold on. 
there everybody, everybody wants to do something, and then God's like, uh, hello, if you would just do it this way, then we can get a whole lot more done. You know, we can be standing in front of God, at the, you know, the, the, the day that, we, you know, we go to meet God and go to tell God, well, I did this, I did that, did this. And God is like, oh, that was great, man. Awesome. But listen, if you would have done it this way, let me just show you a photo of everything that could have happened. Wow, that could have been a whole lot bigger. Yeah, but you decided to do it your way. And so it's okay. You still get in. I'm cool with that. But man, if you would have did it my way, this would have happened. You could have touched a whole lot more people. You could have done a whole lot more things. We are so stuck with our own mentality and how things work. Oh, well, you don't have the finances for that. Well, God doesn't need your finances. He needs your faith. Come on now. Faith is the currency to move the supernatural into the natural and to break forth whatever it is God wants to do right here, right now. I don't know how many have faith here today, but I have faith for more. You know, it's funny because um, <laughs> when, when Abraham uh, meets uh, the three angels or one, two angels and one, I believe, was Jesus Christ, they said they stood at the door of his tent. Like, uh, waiting to be invited in. Right? So yeah, God, God's like, waiting to be invited in. He says, come in. Come on, I'm going to make you some food. But the Bible says the minute that Abraham saw him, he bowed down and he said, my Lord, my God. He recognized the anointing, the power that was at the door of his tent. You recognize what's at the door of your tent, and then how big, and you say, okay, God, this tent, first and foremost, is mine because you gave it to me, but I'm going to keep adding on to this tent until it expands and enlarges and covers up the nations because the tent is bigger than what I know and believe. It, it, this is bigger than me. This is all about you and what you want to do. You see, Panama is just Harvest Renewal Global Network and Harvest Renewal Church expanding their tents. That's all it is. You see, more children start fitting into the tent as you expand it more. Now, I'm challenging you to believe God for more and more and more. That means that 822 Harvest Street won't, well, uh, 822 Franklin won't be the only place. Amen. Look at your neighbor, look around you, look around this place, look at how small it is. Look, look, it's too small for the expansion that God wants to do. It's great for ministry here, it's great for you, Art Tim, get all these kids. By the time God gives you 10% of this and they keep growing VCU, this will be too small for VCU campus. 10% is what, 3,000? Because there's 30,000, could you imagine if God just gives you 10%? We give you 1%. You can't fit them in here. That's 300. If you begin to understand God's perspective of, of things, we begin to increase the way we think, then things will begin to happen. Because, see, God doesn't work 
by us just saying, okay, God, you do it. God works by us saying, okay, God, we're going to do it, and we're working right alongside with you. I'm co-laboring with Christ. Things begin to happen. I'm walking into it, not thinking twice. I'm not asking God, well, well whether or not does this tent, is it, it, should I add on this way or should I add on that way? No. God is not concerned about our HGTV expansion. Here's another thing. The size of the tent will depend on the size of the wealth of the family. As the family grows, additional panels were added, increased the size of the tent. Okay? They were made mostly by goat hair. It took a whole process. In the heat, the tent provided shade from the sun. In the cold, the black tent, it, it absorbed the heat. In the rain, it covered up them from the rain. In the winds, the strong ropes. And this is why he said, you need to go ahead and put your stakes out, okay? Get them a little bit more tighter. Strengthen your stakes. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Because the more that you do, the more Satan begins to have more meetings about you. Yes, Satan has board meetings. And the more he say, okay, they're doing some serious stuff up there. We need to attack. And the more winds begin to blow. But if our stakes are strengthened, if our anointing is strengthened, if our, if our leadership is strengthened, if things are strengthened in the church and in this network, things begin to happen that when, even when the winds blow, it won't take down the tent. Because in more expansion, we're going. We're moving into more. Say it with me. We're moving into more. In order to expand your tent, you need to expand your vision. In order to expand your vision, you need to expand your thinking. How do I expand my vision when I'm still stuck seeing things my way? Keep seeing things my way. Now, I will preach to this amount of people just like I would preach to 10,000. I would preach to 50,000 people just like I would preach to 10 people. Why? It's because I don't see the people. I see the vision. When you look at the people, you, you, you look at only what you see in front of you. And this is why the disciples had a problem with Jesus and Jesus had to teach them all the way. Because when Jesus was teaching them, he would always tell them and say, don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to this. This is more important. What I'm about to do, what I'm about to show you is more important than what you're all anxious about right there. You see, Jesus was trying to expand the way they think and expand their faith in order for them to believe some supernatural stuff can happen. If you expand your vision, you expand your thinking, you go into the realm of impossibilities... And I believe Pastor has taught it. If you go back to the teaching, there's one teaching called the realm. It's called about impossibilities. And Pastor talked about us walking into the impossibilities. Well, the church was birthed in a very impossible and dire and dark situation. It was death that birthed the church. It was on the cross that brought forth the promise and brought forth breakthrough. 
You know, it's never, you know, Ryan Bastis was here. He was talking about the water breaking, the breaking, the breaking, the breaking. And sometimes it, it's, it takes some breaking in order for us to move into the next level. It, ta- it takes some people to, to begin to see God for who he is in the dark times as well as he is in the, in the times when it's really light out. Sometimes when it's the darkest or when it looks impossible is when God breaks forth. That's when expansion happens. That's when multiplication happens. The multiplication is a God concept. But in order to multiply, you must make room for multiplication. Now, I'm I'm, I'm teaching today because I want us to understand that we're going to make room for everything that needs to happen. Make room for different things. Amen? Amen? Make room for the anointing. Make room for the impossibilities to be possible. See, live in the impossible, but knowing that it's possible. Does that make sense? So you're walking out into the impossible. You say, this is an impossible thing, but I'm going to walk into it anyway, because I know that because God said in his word that for what man is impossible for him, all things are possible. So I'm going to take the possible into the impossible. And because I carry the possible, it turns the impossible into possible. Unbelief stagnates the supernatural. You become supernatural. I just made up that word. You can take it, trademark it. When you're un- in walking in unbelief, you become supernatural, which means that there's nothing that can happen in the supernatural because you're so caught up in the natural. So your first response to everything that is impossible is, well, we can't do it. Well, we don't know. We, well, we, well, 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 maybe God. God had nothing to do with that. God is trying to expand your thinking. And he's trying to make you think and go, and go oh, man, we can't do that? Woo, let's get involved with that now. Whoa, Jesus, this means that something supernatural is about to happen. God is challenging your faith. God is challenging your faith. Matthew 17, 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. (laughs) For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place or get thee out of here and it shall be removed and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible. Now, I believe that during this instance, Jesus is standing in front of a mountain, and he's showing them exactly this picture. And he's saying, you see this mountain right here? If you had faith just this small, just this little tiny bit. I wonder how much faith they had when they were walking with Jesus, and Jesus had to use that example. That's bad. (laughs) That's real bad. just a, you know what a mustard seed looks like, right? It's small. But you know what? Jesus always had a, 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 a double meaning in his words. You know, mustard seeds, they're really small. But when they grow, see that tree? They grow huge. So the mustard seed is actually an example of, hey, look, listen, if you plant just this much faith in your life and let me expand it, 
Let it grow. You'll be able to do some amazing things. Mountains will not be a challenge. Things that look big would not be a challenge for you because now you're looking at them through my perspective. And guess what? The tree grew bigger than the thing. Whoa. Your faith grew bigger than the thing in front of you. Your faith grew bigger than the Goliath in front of you. Your faith grew bigger than the sickness in front of you. Your faith grew bigger than the storm in front of you. In Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus beheld them and he said unto them, With men, this is impossible. All right? With this human nature thinking, this mind, will, and emotions that has nothing to do with the spirit, it's totally impossible. And then he said, but... With God, how many things are possible? He could have just left that out. He could have just said, with God, this is, this is possible. Just this. But when he put God in the picture, in the equation, he said, all things are possible. There is only one impossibility with God. One for all you theologians. There's only one impossibility with God. And that's found in Hebrews 10.4. It said, for it is, listen, or in Hebrews, it says, it, it is impossible without faith. It is impossible to please God. Not that scripture. <laughs> listen, without faith. It is impossible to please God. I believe it's found in the book of Romans, 11.6, or Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you're trying to please God with all these little dance moves and all this other stuff that you're doing. Hey, Daddy, look at this. You're like, yeah, that's nice. I gave you that last week. So, even Jesus said, he said, when I return, will I find faith on earth? He's not, he's not even looking, he's not even targeting good people. Well, this is a good person. No, targeting faith-filled people. There's like a radar in heaven. It's like, faith? Where? Even the angels are like, faith? Where? All of heaven is like, faith? Oh, I feel it. They, 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 faith is a portal to heaven to receive the automatic supernatural. It is Jacob's ladder released here on earth. You know, I was teaching in, in, in Panama that Jacob's ladder did not come down from heaven to earth. A lot of people have their theology mixed up. It came from earth to heaven. That means it started here and it went up there. So everything derives from here. First. See, God is waiting for us 
to be available and willing and to increase our tents. It starts here. Portals are open there. We release here. It's released there. That's why Jesus said whatever you release here on earth is not, it's not. You see, you should already know the will of God. It's not like God is going to release things that are not his will. See, if we know the will of God and we have enough faith and we're allowing Holy Spirit to teach us, we should already know what we could release here on earth. And so then we release it here on earth and it's released in heaven. God said, woo, they're on point now. Release it. Release. Finances. Release. God is not limited by our own mentality. He's a limitless God. He's a limitless God. You know, when he tells Abraham, and I believe Abraham is being the first, the first uh, apostolic picture in the Bible. He's the first apostle because he's sent. He's sent from his father's house out into the, to the nomad's land. And he just goes by faith. And he's like, where am I going? He said, I'll tell you when you get there. Just keep going. Huh? Yeah. What am I doing? I'll tell you when you get there. Just keep doing it. Why? Why is Abraham known as the father of faith? It's because he didn't question God. He just did it. You know, Nike has a saying. <laughs> I was watching the Olympics uh, last month, and I was seeing, kept seeing this uh, commercials from Toyota. And their motto now is, live in the impossibility. And they would show all these people who were told from when they were younger, they had no limbs, nothing, and then they were doing a commercial for the Paralympics, and they would show them and how they had no limbs. They said, I don't know how they're going to do it. And then they would show them skiing and running and doing things that were impossible for them to do. And at the end of the commercial would say, live in the impossibility. Why are we living in the impossible and still thinking it's impossible? When there are people who don't even know God who take the impossibility and make it a possibility. Why us as faith believers, Christians, walk around with Christ inside of us, with the mind of Christ, with the perspective of Christ. We need to increase our mindset to start believing God for the impossible to happen. Amen. When we were in Panama, we saw them doing the impossible. Building churches where there was no other churches, doing things that no other people were doing with a little bit of money, and they were still believing God that they can do it. Because they have the impossible now, it's possible for them. The minute that they laid down the first brick, the minute that they put down the first mortar, the minute that they put down the first cement, they knew that it was possible. Why? Because they expanded their vision for more. You know, as I travel around the world and I walk into these places, uh, beautiful churches. Well, we went to Guignales, my wife and I, up in uh, Guatemala Mountains. Now, this place is indigenous, and even the road to take over there, some of you would just say, bless you, man of God, here's $100, you go. <laughs> you wouldn't even dare take the ride up there because it's so, so tumultuous and so crazy. 
You literally, every, every step of the way, you think about heaven. <laughs> and how much in life insurance you could increase. But when we got to this church, it was it was it was beautiful, gorgeous church. They had they had laid down the foundation. They built this church by hand, and it was all ceramic tile inside. Just beautiful church, and all of these beautiful people just filled up this church, and it was gorgeous. They had actually traveled up there with stone, with brick, with different things to build this beautiful church. They made the impossible possible so they can touch the lives of this small village in this place while we sit in richmond virginia not here not here in harvest renewal church thank god we're expanding our tents none of you are are are, are part of this equation and we think that getting a building that fits a thousand people or more is impossible and we think that building from the ground up is impossible. And we think that all of these things are impossible. Well, I'm here to challenge you. Are your tents small or are they big? Because you see all of these children we're about to dedicate and even uh, what uh, this uh, network is doing, what different people are doing, even what Kim is doing, you know, is to expand. More babies. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said more babies. His wife was like, No. That's one way to grow the church. <laughs> Can't evangelize. Have babies. And Faith could tell you that the, the, the children's ministry downstairs is way too small for all the babies that are coming in. Way too small. There'd be too, there's too many children coming and, and, and they need to be touched. And these are children that are being raised up for the next generation the next generation that's going to go out and conquer and do what God has called them to do. We need to start focusing about enlarging our tents. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Look, Pastor, I finished right on time. <laughs> All things are possible. That's good. <laughs> Amen. We have to go beyond the realm of where we're at right now. It's going to take, it's going to take uh, our mindsets to just be expanded and for us to submit, it, submit our minds to the Holy Spirit. Like Rifle's been preaching over and over again, renew your mind. If you renew your mind, you renew your, your heart, you renew your heart, you renew everything about what you speak. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as soon as you renew your mind, you're renewing your heart. Your heart is going to start speaking expansion. Because now your heart is being expanded to a different level. You say, God, I believe that. I, I will, we will achieve that. I believe for more. I believe for more. I thank you, Lord, for more, for more, for more.
not a selfish thing. This is a thing about the kingdom expanding. No, it's not selfish for you to say, God, uh, enlarge my territory. It's not selfish for you to ask God for that because as long as you're a giver, God wants to give you more so you can give more. Simple as that. So it's not, it's not selfish if you're saying, God, give me more so I can give more. So I can do more. See, God is not limited to giving. His generosity goes beyond us. He's given us life and life more abundantly. He gave us his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. His generosity is limitless. His love is limitless. And you see, the minute that you start acting like him and believing like him, says, man, you need to speak into the unknown. Those things that are, okay, were made by things that weren't. In other words, <laughs> there was a word that was spoken over nothingness, and it became. That's faith. That's faith. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. doesn't need to be seen physically to be hoped for. It just needs to be confessed and declared. That's why we declare over our offerings. That's why we declare over the church. Because there's a declaration that happens that shifts the atmosphere and that begins to increase your tents. Every declaration you make is a piece of tent you're adding on to your tent. And you're saying, God, I'm decreeing and declaring right now. And there are declarations that are not faith-filled and they do take away from your tent. And you're left without the peg strong enough to carry the winds. When the rains and the storms come, you don't have enough in your tent built there in order for you to be covered. But you see, when you have faith, you're building your tent strong. You're beginning to increase. And you're beginning to say, God, I know that you are God above all things. So I'm challenging you today to be large for more. How many can increase their tent? Say, I'm increasing my tent. I'm increasing, I'm increasing, I'm increasing, I'm increasing. So, we're going to make an altar call today. And these are all of you who say, you know what, I'm going to believe God to increase. Increase my business, increase my faith, increase everything in my life, increase my ministry. Increase my finances. Increase. I'm believing God for more. And I'm believing God to see more outside of the four walls of my own existence. I'm believing God for more. So I'm going to call you up front. That's you. And you say, God, I want to believe for more. I'm going to call you up front. You make an act of faith. You come up here. And we're going to agree together. I'm believing that in the power of agreement, things are going to happen. Power of agreement. The 
power of agreement. We're going to agree that Harvest Renewal Church is expanding their tents, not only into other nations, but all over Richmond, all over Virginia. We're expanding our territory, expanding our tents. We're believing as a house that many of you will be expanding. Hallelujah. You'll be increased. My thoughts bigger than your thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. We're just going to come in the power of agreement. As God increases, you're just going to say, Lord, I'm increasing my tent. I'm stretching forth. I'm strengthening my pegs. Hey, Jesus. Jesus. Father, we thank you that as we increase, you are increasing in us. It is not our spirit that is increasing. It is your spirit being increased in us. We are being increased to do more, to be more, to spread out more, to multiply more, to do, God, what you call to do and to be more effective. Thank you, Lord. More. I'm decreeing more. More over your life. More in your business. More in your family. More in you. More. 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 Let God increase in you. Let Holy Spirit increase in you. Let Him stretch you out. release the prophetic teams in this house and as you stand there listen to me there is a specific thing that God is doing in your life right now because you've decided to walk into the realm of impossibilities and the way God does it and the way I know God does it is that he'll show off in this little bit of time, he'll show off just to show you, look, you just stepped into it. I'm stepping in with you. You see, Jesus was walking on the water already when he invited Peter on it. That means he was walking in the realm of impossibilities already. He was there. He was just waiting for Peter to come out and meet him there. You see, that you think that Jesus is on the boat, but he's outside 
waiting for you to walk on the water and come into the place of impossibility. And he's inviting you because it's his word that's going to keep your feet above the water. Well, come out now, says the Lord. Come out now. Come up now. Come into me now. Walk out now. Take the step forward now, says the Lord. Just feel the Lord saying, come. Just take the step forward. Celebrate. 